What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show on SureDog.com. And every week I bring you the bets, and this week is no different. We have uh, a very good Bellator card this week, uh, a very good UFC card as well. It's on the network TV, I believe, over in the States. So they always try to uh, to pack it and stack it for, uh, for that card, and, and they have... Uh, the main event isn't amazing, but uh, the undercard is actually very, very good. So we'll get into all of that, and I have five bets for you, as always. First things first here, let's take a look back at last week. And you know what? It was a, it was a pretty good week overall. Let's start with the big one, the flyer hit. Uh, Matt Frivola wins by TKO KO at plus 600. That was accurate. He, he did, he got it. I, I thought it would be... Uh, look around the time it was. I, I was I was looking at a second round. If we want flyer on top of flyer, but I, we'll take the first round. We'll take the KO absolutely. And um, I think it was a good call to be honest. Like it was one of those that if you'd give me a straight up bet on both of them, I would have taken Dober. But I was like one of these lads is getting knocked out. And you give me a plus six hundred. I, I think I said that exact sentence last week uh, on on one of them, and they're both hard hitters. I'll take the plus six hundred. So uh, I think we were right on that one. We were definitely right because it it did happen. Um, we went two out of four on the other, so not not too bad. Uh, Ahmed Mushtaba lost to Sage and Arcot. Obviously, that was um, uh, a spectacular win by Sage in 40 seconds, so congratulations to him. Um, the other one that lost was the Cage Warriors main event, Dylan Hazan and Ken Locker, and I thought that would go over three and a half rounds. It didn't. It only went into, what was it, the second round? Brilliant win from uh, from Kalen Lochran. Um and uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing from him very, very shortly. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so those were the two that didn't happen, but the two that did, Aljamain Sterling, I think he went into, like, what was it? Was he was he even money? Was he plus 120 by the time the fight started around that? I gave him to a minus one or three last week, so, you know, basically an even money hit there. And another one that was close enough to even money by the time the fight went off, Bilal and Burns' fight goes to a decision. I gave it to you at minus 125 last week, so... Two basically even money bets, one plus 600 bet, the other two were, were plus money, so I think um, I think that's a good week last week, I think it's not bad. Now, actually, one thing I must clear up, <laughs> I went through my record, because like I, uh, I've i been doing it at the start, and I was like, oh, we'll do it, and we'll see how long it goes for it, but now we're halfway through the year, so I was like, I better go back and uh, make sure this record is 100% correct, now... It wasn't a hundred percent correct. I was, I, I, so I went back and I was like, I've actually won more bets than I realized, and I added one onto it. And then I was like, Do you know what? I better check how many bets I actually did as well. And then I was, <laughs> I had two more on that side of it. So this is my actual record now. I, uh, if you want this or anything, let me know and I'll send it to you. I, I, I don't think like I would like to put it on YouTube, but there's too many uh, characters or whatever. But uh. You know, I can uh, feel free if you if you want it or anything. I can send you the whole list of bets, but you can see them all in the videos anyway. I'm not lying to you. I literally went back and I did them all. So, the record we have right now here is uh, in uh, the uh, second week of May, is it? Or I'm recording this on the, the 10th of May. So, um, we have sorry, 30 of 61, right? 30 of 61, 30 right out of 61 bets, not bad. And in five flyers hit out of 15 overall. So I think last week I gave it to you, it was, I think it was 27 and 59 or something like that. So I've just cleared it up. I've added in the bets from this week and I'll, we're golden now. So that's the record just under the the plus 500. I thought it was just over it, but you know, very, very close to it anyway. And if you hit 33% of the flyers, I've hit a plus 750. I've hit a plus 600 now. We've had a great time of it with the, the flyers this year. So five flyers in the first five months. 
that's pretty good going. That's pretty good going. If you're hitting the plus 600 once a month, that's not bad. So uh, hopefully we can hit another one next. Right, let's get straight into it here. And do you know what? I'm going to start with my um, my Bellator bets. Uh, I've got two bets from Bellator, and I have got three bets from the UFC, including my uh, my flyer. Right, the first bet I'm going for here from Bellator is um, Costello Van Stienis. He's taken on uh, uh, Douglas Lima in the middleweight division. And just let me get you the updated price on that. And it's, it's actually gone in a bit here, right, since I was looking at it yesterday. So I was looking at this price last night. It was uh, minus, f- uh, sorry, minus 145. It's actually minus 135 now. So let me just update that. Minus 135. So even a little bit better. And I think there was a few articles kind of came out on Lima and different things. And I think maybe, maybe that is uh, maybe that is it. And he's kind of saying like, oh, I'm revitalizing it. And I think there was a press conference and stuff. So I really like Costello Van Stienis in this fight, to be honest. And um, I think I have two main, two main reasons for it. And here they are. Douglas Lima hasn't looked good in a long time. And if you watch the preview, I talked about it. But his record, like, I'll sound bad going through it because it's, uh, you know, it hasn't, obviously hasn't been great. But, like, he has lost, how many, last four fights in a row. You know, lost them to guys that you would have thought before that he would have been very competitive with or maybe beat some of them. Now, he's fighting some very, very good fighters. Jason Jackson, MVP, Amasov and Musasi. So no no shame in losing any of those. And it's, you know, it's a high-level of fighter. But he wasn't putting up the start of fight that you would have expected out of Douglas Lima from a few years ago. This is a guy that people, you know, Joe Rogan was on his podcast saying one of the best welterweights in the world. He's outside of the UFC and Douglas Lima. And I was saying it, and I'm sure a lot of people listen to this. And do you know what? We were right. Because he was. But, like... I just don't think he is anymore. I don't know. He's up in middleweight now, as I was saying. He's never gone back to down to welterweight, which, uh, you know, which is interesting. But I I think he, he... He became one of those guys where he just kind of got... He got kind of stuck in a way of fighting and got more stuck and more stuck and more stuck in that way of fighting constantly. And I really don't think it suited him. Like, he was a guy who was always like... You know, he was he was never the most high output guy, but he's a very high amplitude guy, if you want to put it that way, with his uh, effective striking, and it worked for him so well. It worked for him really well. But the the kind of the smarter he got, the more t- uh, tactical and technically got. It just it was too much. It was too much, and he was always a great tactical technical fighter. But it, it you know, it, it was what what did I say? Paralysis by analysis type of thing. It was just too much. He's literally like he. That's what he is. He's literally he's paralyzed as a fighter. He's just he's in there and he cannot move. You know, he just he. It's frustrating to watch. And if he can snap out of it and do it again, there's no reason why he can't. But I I don't think I've ever seen a fighter who can snap out of it. No, could he win a close decision or a split decision or something like that? Yes, absolutely. If the opponent becomes you know the same way, if it's if they mirror image each other, absolutely, absolutely, right. And there are certain fighters who will not be able to adjust to a style like his because he is you know he's very very good at what he does. It's just the top fighters in the world will find a way around it. Now, I, I hear you asking, well, is this guy Castella Vancinas a top fighter? And um, I think my answer to that question would probably be yes. 
Um, he lost to, to John Salter, absolutely. That didn't, you know, maybe that doesn't go towards it. But he has beaten, you know, he beat Fabian Edwards. Uh, he won his last fight after two years out. He got a bravo choke in that. And I think, I think he's very good. I think he is very, very good. And I think the reason he will win this fight is because he won't wait around and he will attack. He fought Fabian Edwards, who f- I think Fabian's biggest issue, and we'll, look, we'll talk about Fabian uh, in, in a while because he's fighting as well this weekend, is similar to Lima, but maybe in a slightly different way. Like I feel like Lima always threw his shots and then stopped. Whereas Fabian Edwards, it's going to come at some stage, you know, and he's going to he's going to up that output like we've kind of all been hoping for, and he'll kick on to the next level. But at this point, that's a similar enough proposition uh, to Lima, and he won that fight. Now it was a split decision; it was a close decision, and you would expect that again. I I think yeah, I, I, this fight is definitely going to decision. I think almost certainly, but I think. You look at it, and we have to remember as well, this is in Europe, so we're going to have European judges, right? So we're going to have judges scoring, probably correctly, if we're going to towards the great area, and there's, there's going to be, uh, in my my opinion, or, or we'll, we'll, we'll see who the judges are first, but it's, it's it's going to be more predictable. I think that's the thing, if you take into account the betting as well, like who's judging the fight? You know, because the European judges are very, very, very good, and uh, usually the crew that Bellator get... Now, when I say European judges, Bellator do bring over their own crew, but they bring over the best crew of American judges with, uh, you know, two or one or two of the best European judges. So I'm not saying, oh, it's not going to be like a lad from Paris, a lad from Germany and a lad from England or something. You know what I mean now? But they bring, like, they bring the likes of Brian Minor, they bring the likes of Eric Cologne, the best judges out there with the likes of, you know, Ben Garlage and whoever else it might be. So they would probably get it right. And... Uh, get it right you know what I mean they will, they will uh, if you're betting on Castello Vancinas to land the more significant shots in a fight that there aren't that many significant shots he's probably going to win it so I think that's what's going to happen and simply put now I've talked a long way around it I simply think Castello Vancinas is just going to land a few more shots he's going to attack a little bit more he's going to whiff on a lot of them but Lehman's going to do very little and I think that'll win him the fight. I really do. I hope I'm wrong, because I don't want the stinker. <sighs> but I think that's what we're getting. I really do. All right, bet number two. This is an interesting one now, because um, it's plus one. I had it here plus 140. I see a couple of bets into around plus 130, one bet plus 135. But it is Kane Musa to beat Thibaut Guti. Just straight up money line bet. And... Uh, look, my reasoning for this, uh, I said it was twofold in the last one. I think Lima is isn't what he was, and Castello Vancini is a very good fighter. I'm honestly, I'm betting on Ken Musa in this because I was very, very, very impressed with him uh, when I saw him fighting uh, in Dublin most recently against. Uh, uh, it was a George Carcano fight, wasn't he? And that, that was actually looking here and sure, like that was his last fight uh, a little a little under a year ago. Was it, it was September last year? So he, you know what. Eight months out of the gate, so not not too long. You know, he was obviously due to fight Peter Queeley and all of that. Now, you know, his record has been mixed over the last while. He's, you know, what won four of his last six. So not, you know, very pretty good. Um, losing to Rafael Machado and Davi Galan as well, both in decisions. But I just feel you're going in against Thibaut Guti, okay, it's in his uh in his home country and all that, and that's gonna be tough, but 
In his last fight, he lost to Alfie Davis. And I think the reason he lost to Alfie Davis is the reason why Kane Musa will beat him. And I think, look, <laughs> I might be a bit of a broken record here, but throwing the more powerful shots, like that's what Alfie Davis does very well. He gets hit with a good bit, but he lands a lot of shots. And that's kind of what happened in that fight. And, uh, you know, uh, for a guy that does go to a decision uh, a good bit, you know, seven uh, of his fights in his career have gone to a decision. So not, you know, not lows or you're, you know, less than 50%, but still a, a good few of them. And, uh, you know, the same can be said for Kael Moose, I think, what, 11 of, of his, what, 28 fights. So just less than, you know, a good, good bit less than 50% as well. I think those big shots will matter more. Now, the, the, the Carcanyon fight... I think Ken Musa showed like a different level to his game. And he's 36 years of age. And it's funny, you don't often see that, right? For a guy who, you know, he's, what is it? Oh, sorry, he's 18 fights, not 28 fights. I'm, I'm gone mad. I'm gone mad. Um, you don't often see that from a guy who, you know, is that age and has been around for a good bit. But I suppose he wasn't like fighting that often either. You know, he's only had one fight in 22, one fight in 21, one fight in 2020. You know, and it was kind of two fights a year before that, every year back until, you know, 2000 and, you know, 2014. He made his debut, you know, 2008. I'm looking here in Sherdog 2018, 2000, uh, sorry, 2008, 2009, but had a few years off uh, after that as well. Like, he is a guy that I don't think, he, he got the chance to match case. He fought him, he lost. He fought against Robert Whitford, uh, Robert Whitford, he lost. You know, them lads went on to obviously go to the UFC and all of that. And I, I feel like a lot of people maybe thought he had lost the opportunity, even though he beat the likes of Alex Enland, he beat the likes of Miles Price. But honestly, and I'll say it again, I've said it like three times here, that performance and the win against Georgie Kharkhanian was a different level, I think, that Kane Musa met. I think if he produces that again, I think he'll beat Thibaut Guti. I think it'll be a very good fight, actually, because I think Guti will come at him uh, as well and, and, you know, try to answer fire with fire. Um, or, or even, you know, dip under and try to take him down. But you saw in that fight as well, he, he's not easily taken down anymore, is Ken Musa. So, I, like, I just feel like he's going to land a few big shots. Not necessarily. I, I'm kind of hinting that I'm thinking I might go to a decision. Uh, I'd probably be leaning that way, Yes. But I could see Ken Musa getting a stoppage here as well. He's been looking for one. And look, he hasn't got one in a good few years now. And he hasn't got one in his Bellator run at all. You know, every fight he's had, fought, uh, every fight he has had in Bellator in this run has gone to a decision, you know, whether it's uh, a win or a loss. And, I, you know, is this the fight? I think it could be. I think it could be. So we'll have a look at that later on, maybe the, the price of that as well, if it's up. And we'll, uh, we'll see. Right. Next bet I am going for here is over at the UFC. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about the man himself, Ian Gary. Uh, I woke up the other morning and I got, <laughs> I, got a, I got a voice message from Ian Gary. He goes, here, I was listening to your podcast, which is never a good start. <laughs> when you get that from a fighter. But no, he was, uh, he, he was nice. He said, look, you know, and I was kind of saying on the podcast, I was like, look, it's, uh, it's a big step up for Ian Gary, which it is. You know, and he, if he denies it even, it is. Um, and it's, look, it's a tough fight. And I was like, win or lose, Ian will still be, uh, still be a top contender and still be finding his way to the top, right? And Ian kind of said to me, I won't be losing. So, Ian Gary it is. He told me he won't be losing. That's good enough for me. Um, and he, he kind of also alluded to he winning inside the distance as well. Ian Gary plus 185 inside the distance. That's the bet I'm going for. So, I, do you know what? 
I've watched Sometimes you, you You get too close to it Right And you've seen these lads I interviewed Ian Gary Before his pro debut I watched all of his amateur fights uh, I, I remember he was like I think maybe his fourth amateur fight And we got um, my, my guy Graham and, and a couple of lads over And a severe mate uh, Threw a few videos into our group over there And go watch this lad I remember looking at it I was like Ooh There's something We're seeing something different here there's, there's quality here So I've been following literally Ian Gary <laughs> Since before he was a boy If you want to put it that way And It's <laughs> You know it's, it's interesting when you look at that Because you see All the good parts And all the bad parts You know And there aren't many bad parts With Ian Gary You know He got hit hard in his last fight He's taken a couple of shots Throughout his career But not too much if we're being honest, that's ultra critical. If we're being very honest, that's ultra critical to say anything negative about Ian Gary. And you can call it Irish bias or whatever you want, but I'm actually doing the opposite of that here. I'm trying, I'm always being overcritical because of the whole Irish thing, right? But he is a very, very, very good fighter. And I give myself like the, the proviso, and I, I do mean it though, like win or lose. I think he's on the right path. I think he's improving well. I think he's at a very good gym with very good guys, and he's going to improve after this no matter what and go to, you know, if it takes him one more fight after this, if it's into the top 15 after this, if it takes him three more fights after this, I believe he's on the right path. But where he is right now is a very slick fighter, a guy who can hit, a guy who has power, a guy who can up the pace, a guy who, a, a guy who can fight a smart three-round pace as well. And who's had a couple of questions asked in his last fight, answered them, and looked even better. Like, I think the biggest thing from that last fight, when he got the big, like, the, the big kind of knockdown, a lot of people panic and throw shots that uh, they wouldn't normally, or a lot of people go into their shell. Ian Gary started doing what he was bef- doing before that in a better way. Ian Gary felt way better after the knockdown than he did before it. Like, <clears throat> I actually, I had more issues with how he fought before the knockdown, maybe, than I, I you know, than he, than I did with the knockdown itself. You know, we talk about paralysis by analysis. I thought there was a little bit of that before the knockdown, but after it was fantastic. And I think that'll show him, like, that's the way I need to fight. If I'm, you know, straight up and, you know, stiff, no good. Waste of time. That's no good. And he doesn't want to be one of these guys that comes out and, like, oh, I need to get hit before I start fighting. Come out and fight that way from the very start. And if he does, going to be a tough night for Daniel Rodriguez. It really, really, really is. He's a good fighter. He's a good, solid, uh, technical fighter, just like Ian Gary. I think they're similar on how they approach things a lot of different ways. I think Gary is better at the use of range. I think Rodriguez has shown it at a higher level so far. Not to say Gary won't show it at a higher level, but he has shown it there so far that he can produce it at a higher level. He can... Uh, I, I love the way he throws combos inside. Ian Gary's going to have to avoid that, land the combos of his own, control the distance on his own, stop Daniel Rodriguez from fighting in there. And he's going to have to do that and up the pace throughout the fight to continue to do that, I think. And uh, I think he can. And I think he will. And that's, I I, I kind of half-joked, oh, Ian Gary taught me to win, so I'm picking him. <sighs> I'm picking him anyway, you know, and I'm going to look going on a little bit of limbs saying he went inside the distance. I think there's a, like, there's, there's a good chance this to go to a decision, but I, I'm going for inside the distance. I, I think this, Ian Gary realises what this is. He's probably one of the smartest guys out there realising what this is. This is an opportunity on network TV 
to win a fight and put yourself into the top 15 to show a bigger audience than most people get that you are this next special guy, the next special fighter. And you don't do that by jabbing a guy out of there and just getting a finish. You do that by, or sorry, by just getting a decision. And like maybe you do if it's a, if it's a decisive one. But, you, but the real way you do it is you come in, you go hard at this guy and you beat him up. Whether it's over two minutes, two rounds, or, you know, 18 minutes or whatever it might be. You know, 18 minutes. No, that'd be wrong now because that'd be more than three rounds. 14 minutes. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Ian Gary is going to, going to go for it, and I think he's going to do it. So Ian Gary inside the distance plus one eighty five. The next one I'm going for is also plus one eighty five, and that is uh, Gelton Almeida to win by TKO KO. Now, I I don't think I'll be spending twenty minutes on this one, lads. It's pretty pretty simple. I think he's going to take him down, and I think he's going to pound him out of there. The, the the other bit I was looking at, and it was a similar enough price, a little bit. Uh, I I'll I'll look at it in a second, and tell you exactly what I was. But um, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? Let's just let's just go on. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a gander now and see exactly what it is. But uh, so I was looking at it by uh, by submission, and the um, obviously you wouldn't be picking Rosenstruck to win by by submission anyway I made it win by submission it's actually into minus 105 now and actually I made it to win by uh, knockout it's actually out to plus 195 right I look in one place here it's plus 245 so shop around there you might get a better price but on my official price here it's plus uh, plus 195 Um, the reason I'm going for this and not the submission is and look the submission is a better price here but I just feel like you take Rosenstruck down and I think he's going to be able to open up with strikes in a much easier way than you normally would. And Rosenstruck is one of these guys as well. You know, he's the he's not a short guy by any means, or like he's a short, stout heavyweight. And short is not the word, but you get what I mean. Like he's he had much of a neck. Like hey, is it going to be easy to submit this guy? Like is he going to go for an arm and give up a position? Is he going to go for a leg and give up a position? He might maybe go for a kimura or something like that. And look, a rear naked choke is possible. But also, I feel like he's one of those guys that's going to like stick his head down if he gets taken down, and if he's getting landing a few shots, if he ends up say you know in um uh in a uh, in body triangle, let's say from the bottom or like a mounted uh, back mount or something like that, is he one of those guys that's going to give up his neck or put his hands like this and just get boom, 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 boom? I think it's going to be that. That's what I think. The way I envisage this fight going here, here is exactly here now. So this is this is for me to screen record and post afterwards. Jailton Almeida gets on the back, on the ground, of uh, Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck will put up his two hands like this. Uh, Almeida will be on top of him, wailing in punches like that, and the referee will stop it. That's my prediction for how this fight, Lind. And that is plus 195. The uh, flyer of the week, then. And I was, do you know what? I was very surprised by this price. Very, very surprised by this fight uh, price. It's uh, it's Johnny Walker I'm going for. And I'm going for Johnny Walker to win via decision. And it's plus 600. So we were lucky last week with plus 600. And we're going for plus 600 again. Um, also, I was surprised to look at the straight up money on this. And like this was going to be one of my... Uh, do you know what? It's actually changed since yesterday. Interesting enough. It's uh, minus 110 to minus 110. Now it's even money. But um, Johnny, like Johnny Walker, I'm looking at here. He opened at minus... Uh, one five five. 
He went all the way in yesterday. He was plus money yesterday. I was looking at this. It doesn't say it here on Best Fighters, but he absolutely was. I saw it at one stage yesterday. He was plus money, whether he was plus 110 or whatever he was, but he was the underdog yesterday. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm actually looking at here. Um, minus, so actually, he was, he was minus 110, maybe. Uh, Smith was minus 112 yesterday. So there wasn't really much in it, but Smith has been the favorite. And he still is the favorite in a few places. I see Walker's here minus one of five, and uh, he's minus one fifteen. So he's still mostly the favorite in most places. Very, very even pick and fight. I just feel like the way Johnny Walker has been fighting recently, he is kind of being molded into this sort of fighter that fights longer, that is more tactical. And I say, I'll say it again: the, the the kind of the recipe for today's show is technique and technical fighters and fighting longer. And I think Johnny Walker is that. I really do. And I think that's actually a credit to himself and a credit to his coach here in Ireland in, in SBG, John Kavanagh. I think he's done a great job with him because Johnny Walker, and like as much as myself and uh, Kaposa and everyone out there would absolutely love to see Johnny Walker going bonkers the whole time, it's been better for his career. He's got, got some great performances, getting some good wins now. And, you know, in this division, you beat Anthony Smith, you're not that far away from a title. You're probably one fight away from it. I think, you know, we'd all probably agree with that. So, credit to him. And I think that's just, that's what he's going to try to do here again. Now, I actually like... I'm very torn between the stoppage and the decision, to be honest. But when you give me plus 600 for the stoppage, that's the flyer of the week. And that's what we're going for. Um, I don't know if Anthony Smith the same fighter he once was, to be honest. But when Anthony, Anthony Smith is one of these guys, if he gets behind, he'll stay behind. If he gets ahead, he'll stay ahead. Right? And... It's a, I think it's a big first round and a big second round because, look, if it's close, it can go either way, but Anthony Smith will still be there after two rounds. If he is ahead after two rounds, he's the type of guy that will pull away. But if he's behind after two rounds, look, advantage Walker, but a big advantage for Walker there because you know his game plan is going well. I just think he's going to be a little bit too long for him. I, I think he's going to land some power shots as well that's going to, going to hurt Smith. And going to force him to change up things a little. And I don't know he has it, if he has it in his arsenal for the game plan to not be going right and him to change it up against a guy like Walker with so many physical gifts. Now, I'm not saying he can't beat Walker or anything like that, but if he is, a, I'll say it again, if he's ahead against Walker, it gets tougher and tougher than all the time. You know, it absolutely does. It gets very, very tough on Walker. Uh, but what I envisage, envisage here is Walker being ahead. And I like I think it could be a late finish, fourth, fifth round finish, or or the decision. But I'm going for the decision for the flyer at plus six hundred. All right, those are the uh, the five bets for the week. Let's look at uh, some of the prices uh, all totaled on uh, on everything. Let, uh, let's start at Bellator. The main event: Fabian Edwards Musasi. Look, I I was going to go with Fabian Edwards here. If anyone watched my preview show, I think I picked both of them. <laughs> I don't know who's going to win this fight. I like the price of plus 220 for Fabian Edwards, if I'm being honest. Uh, but if you were to give me him both a plus 100, I think I'd probably go on Musassi. I think I'm leaning Musassi. But that price, I think it's a bit, bit off. Because... Musashi's been out now for a while. We don't know where he is. We don't know, you know, we don't know what stage of his career he's at at the moment. Like, I do think if I was to, um, 
if I was to predict it, I think he will come out here and he'll look good and you know he'll he'll probably win. But I think it'll be an even enough fight. Plus two twenty is a big price on, on Edwards and uh, one to keep an eye on. One to keep an eye on for me definitely. Uh, we talked about Castillo Vancinas uh, and uh, and Douglas Lima. Very interesting fight. Brim Primus, uh, Mansoir Barnoui, uh minus four hundred is a bit too much in Barnoui. I like this fight. I don't think the Ben's here. I was looking for this uh, recently as well. The, the fight, the fight to end by submission, right? I think I think one of these lads is getting a submission. I, I think both of them are very good on the ground, but I think it is going to hit the ground and someone's going to get submitted. Plus one seventy five for Barnoui by submission. That's probably to be the bet I would go for there rather than the minus four hundred. Um, a couple of other uh, fights that I'm very interested. Asel is huge against George Sasu. Um, Asel, he's due a finish. I'm not sure if Sasu is going to be able to keep up with his pace and his striking. That's plus two two eighty five. No, due a finish. You know he's. Uh, he came, what was his last fight? He got the finishing. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what? We we'll look it up on Sherdog.com here, and we'll uh, we'll see. We'll let you know. But uh, either way, Asel is a very, very, very good fighter. Uh, no, it was the, the fight before last. He got the finish. Absolutely, yeah, I was at that one uh, against Jordan Barton, and he went to decision with a good fight with Liam McCracken last time out. But I, I, everyone in in I, I, on this very channel, I asked Peter Queeley, who's the next guy coming up. He told me a Selajuj. I asked someone else about it and they goes, Selajuj is the guy. You know, he's training harder than anyone else in the gym. He's putting in more work than anyone else in the gym. And, you know, that's good enough for me at times. And that's that's an off-camera thing, I think, rather than an on-camera thing. So when you hear that sort of thing, you know a guy is good. So maybe inside the distance there for him as well. Uh, the Davi Galan, uh, Saul Rogers fight, I think in the preview I gave Galan, he's plus 160. So if you like that, very good. This Simon Beyong price at minus 140, I think that's very interesting. I didn't expect him to be that low. He's only plus 215 to get the knockout, which is the most likelihood there, but I, I'd bet him straight up there, I think. Um, and yeah, some of the other fights as well on that. Oliver Inkamp is the favourite against uh, Luca Piclot. Again, going to be a close one there. Um, Nijelski is even with Eve Landu. You know, I don't... I'm, <laughs> I was waxing lyrical about Nijelski up until maybe even this week, but I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, I'd pick him to beat win that, and I'd probably, you know, if you were to bet one of them, I would woe with him. But I don't know. I don't know what the call on Nijelski is right now. So we'll we'll know after this one a bit more. But anyway, UFC, uh, the Durnhill fight has moved, so that's going to be is it next week or the week after? The week after. Uh, so Jailton uh, and Rosenstruck is the uh, is the man of interest I mentioned. Jailton is a big favorite, minus five hundred plus three seven five for Rosenstruck. So if you fancy Rosenstruck, that's a good price there. If he does win it, he's going to get the knockout. So plus four fifty, might as well give yourself a bit there. We talked about more of the prices for that. Um, the over under prices are interesting. Over two and a half rounds, plus three hundred. Mm. Over one and a half rounds plus one sixty two. Not so sure about that. So, yeah, I'd probably leave them to. Uh, I'd probably leave them to one side. Uh, Gary Rodriguez, Gary, big favorite, minus one thirty five plus two sixty five for uh, Rodriguez. Um, the over two and a half rounds is minus one sixty. So interesting. A fight goes to a decision. That is the favorite over the fight. Finishes inside the distance. It's very interesting there. Let's see straight up prices for. Uh, for Gary, Gary plus two sixty five for the knockout for the submission. He is plus nine hundred. Like Ian's very good on the ground as well. A lot of people haven't seen him. I, I, 
I could predict a sneaky takedown in here. You know, maybe a bit of a sneaky takedown is coming. We'll see on that one. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. I think that's going to. Be, I, I think that could be fight at night. I think it's going to be very good. Morona means another one up there fight at night. Morona is the favorite, and I think he will win that at minus two twenty three. Mm, bit of a big price. Bit of a big price, but. Yeah, Matt Brown. What about Matt Brown at plus 200 against Corey McGee? Like, there's no doubt about it. If Matt Brown is at his very best, it, uh, that wouldn't be near that price. But I don't think he is at his very best. Corey McGee is still doing it. But there'll be some stage where Corey McGee's not at his very best as well. Has he reached that point yet? Not too sure. But would it be worth taking the chance on Matt Brown at plus 200? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, and other than that, you know, there's other fights. Ulberg and Pateria. I like that one. Pateria's a big underdog there. Plus 370. Alberg minus 440. A lot about what have you done for me lately there, isn't it? Like, Alberg and his fight before that, he was not great. His last fight, he looked good, all right. He's minus 195 to get the finish. God almighty. That seems very high to me. Uh, plus uh, 475 for uh, for Pateria to get the knockout. <sighs> I'd go for a bit of a flyer there, lads. I'd go for a bit of a flyer to plus, uh, plus 750. Yeah, or is it plus seven? Let me check that again. Pateria knockout plus seven fifty. Yeah. Did I say plus four seventy five there for some reason? I don't know. Plus four seven fifty anyway. Yeah. Let me try. Let me try in a, a, a double. Uh, <laughs> a double. What, what do you call it there? Into that one. I like that. Uh, there's a KSW as well at the weekend. Brian High is the favorite in the main event against uh, Andres Zirebsk. Donovan Desme, a big fan of his. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know too much about his opponent, uh, Raul Taturali. Although I have seen him fight. Ah. Uh, I, my memory serves me badly, but uh, Desmond's due a win as well. He's not had the greatest time over in KSW. Plus 150 there. <sighs> you know, not bad. Not bad. So, yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. We leave it there. Thank you to everybody for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your bet for the week in the comment section below, and uh, we will leave it there. Before we do that, recap of the bets. Casella Vancinas, minus 135. Straight up. Ken Musa as well. Plus 140, straight up. Morton Bellator. Over in the UFC, Gary wins inside the distance. Plus 185. Plus 195 for Almeida to win by TKO KO in the main event. And for the flyer of the week, it is Ireland's own Johnny Walker to win by decision at plus 600. All right, everyone, that's it from me. Sean Sheehan here at Sherdog.com. Good luck. <laughs>